0: in the Bible, it gives us a very interesting prescription of how to pure someone who became impure. In the Bible, there are three categories of laws. There's one category that's considered commandments that bear witness. Such as we eat matzah on Passover because it bears witness of the exodus that happened during Passover, or during Hanukkah, we light candles to remind us of what happened Hanukkah, or we eat in the sukkah, in a temporary dwelling, to remind us of how we ate in the huts during the 40 years in the desert. So that's one category of commandments. We do things that bear witness. And then there's another set of commandments that's considered laws that are between man to man such as common judicial laws that if someone accidentally damages someone else's property, we have to compensate them. That one must build a fence around their roof so no one falls off. Basic man-to-man laws, which are very logic. So both laws, the laws that bear witness and the laws between man-to-man are very logic for humanity. But then comes the third one which is the highest of them all and the hardest of them all. And that is a commandment that has zero logic, that nothing makes sense in our own logical mind. This is a commandment straight from God, that He gave it to us with no reason, no rationale. And we observe it because we love God, we're in awe of God, and we respect God, and God loves us, and we follow these laws that don't make any sense to us but we do them anyway I'll give you an example keeping kosher is considered a law that you know what's wrong with shrimp what's wrong with pig what's what's wrong with a cheese uh, burger no we don't do that because god said not to keeping the seventh day holy the saturday is a one of those commandments not to wear a clothes that's mixing wool and linen together. So these are laws that we just don't understand, but we fulfill them because they're in the Bible. One of those laws is the laws about the red effer. What happens if a person becomes defiled, impure, because they came in physical contact with a dead body? Death is the antithesis to life us living on this world is all about life we do everything we can to preserve life to live life and to live out our days every day is a blessing every moment is a blessing every breath is a blessing so our journey is all about the living is all about life so when we deal with the opposite of life death there is a major separation We are not supposed to even touch a corpse. If we do, we become impure. And our body takes upon itself a spirit of death, which needs to be washed from. How does a person pure themselves from being impure? So the Torah teaches us in the Bible, you take a red heifer, and then you burn it. You take the ashes, you mix it with water, and you spray it on the person two times. By doing that, the person becomes pure again. Yes, something which has no logic that us human beings can understand. We're not going to understand it because us human beings didn't write this law. This was written by God Almighty. so we follow it diligently. But that is what the Red effort is about. It's about puring. The impure. Now, throughout all history, there were only nine red efforts. It's very rare to find a female cow that is pure red. In other words, there aren't two hairs that are not red. If there are two hairs that are not red on the red effort, then it's that's not considered kosher. It's not usable. So it's very unique to be able to find a red effer. However, the red Ephor reminds us of greater times and better times. When the Messiah will arrive, when the redemption arrives, we'll have our 10th red effer. So I want to share with you a story in reference to the red ephir. So this story is brought down in the Talmud about a non-Jewish fellow by the name of Dama. Dama, the son of Messina, The rabbis from Jerusalem noticed that one of the high priests, from his breastplate, his jewel fell off, and they had to find a replacement. And someone mentioned that Dama ben Nesina, the son of Nesina, has a replacement of the jewel. So they dispatched two people to go down, and they went down, and two agents arrived at the house of Dama, knocked on his door. And says, Mr. Dhamma, we understand that you are in possession of a jewel. We want to buy it from you if it's available. But we need it now. We have to return. So Dhamma said, yes, we indeed have that jewel. But my father is sleeping. And the key to the safe is under his pillow. And I will not wake my father, no matter what. He says, but we need it. We need it for the temple. We're, we're willing to pay the price for it. He says, sorry, I can't do this. You're going to have to buy it somewhere else. And they left and they found it somewhere else. Interestingly, Dama, Ben, the son of Nasina, had a farm. Miraculously, the farm gave birth to a red effer. And in the Book of the Talmud writes, because he honored his father he didn't disrespect his father by waking him up god rewarded him that a red epher should be born to their herd as the red epher emerged word spread that he has a perfect red epher so the agents from jerusalem came back to him knocked on his door again and says we hear you have a red epher and it's such a unique find we want it so Dhamma looks at them and says, you know, I know how valuable it is to you, and I know you would pay any amount for it. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm just going to charge you the same amount that you would have paid for the jewel when you came and you didn't, and I didn't wake up my father. Gladly, they paid him the full sum, and they took possession of this red effer. When I read this story and I thought about it, What is the connection between the Red Effer and honoring his father? One would think perhaps that the father would have been more honored if he would have been awoken because he would have rather made the sail than slept through it and lost a potential sail. But the son demonstrated the fifth commandment to its best, honoring your parents. And the reason why he was was rewarded with the Red Effer is because the Red Effer has no logic. That whole commandment is one of the holiest commandments because it has no human logic to it, but yet we still observe it. The connection is that when it comes to honoring our parents, we need to regard that precept, that concept of honoring our parents just as holy as the Red Effer. Just like the Red Effer, we observe it just because God told us, even though it doesn't make any sense. The same thing is with honoring our parents. Sometimes it's easy to forget how to honor our parents. Sometimes parents make it very hard for us to respect them. But this reminds us, our parents need to be honored as it's written in the Ten Commandments. They gave birth to us. They gave us life. They brought us to this world. We may have had our disagreements. We may have had our issues. But we can never forget our parents are the ones who brought us to this world. Our parents who we owe our life to. And this is why in the Ten Commandments, number five, There's an actual reward associated with honoring your parents. When you honor your parents, you get blessed with long life. You get blessed with long life. It's the only commandment that has a reward associated with it. Because sometimes it can be very difficult. Sometimes parents can make it very hard. Sometimes parents are elderly. Sometimes parents are sickly. And yet we have to honor them. But when we remember how important it is to honor our parents, then it becomes a merit. I want to share with you one of, the, one of the rabbis from the Talmud. It's recorded. He took it to such an extreme that he would arrive at his parents' house as soon as his mother would wake up. When she would get out of bed, he would already have his hands out so that she should step on his warm hands instead of the cold floor. That's how much he respected his mother. That is truly to the extreme, but it's the stories recorded for us to understand and appreciate and to realize how we need to honor our parents. And that is what the Red Effer is truly all about. The Red Effer brings us purity. It reminds us that, yeah, the Messiah is going to come. There is going to be a tenth Red Effer that even recently, in the recent years, there's been some news articles about a farm that was able to produce a red effer, but only later on to learn that it grew a couple white hairs which disqualified it. So when we hear about the red effer, we think of the coming of Messiah, and let us do whatever we can to help bring the Messiah, by making this world a better place, not only honoring our parents, honoring each other, loving each other caring for each other with unconditional love and making this world a better place god bless you god loves you